0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. We hope it encourages you to live and love like Jesus. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road.
1: Particularly at the beginning of the the Gospel of Mark, he... uh, He wants us to know the divinity of Jesus. He wants us to know that Jesus has authority over illness, that Jesus has authority over creation, that Jesus has authority over spirits, that Jesus has authority over all things. And so the miracles are related to Jesus' authority. Here as we begin our journey toward Jerusalem at the end of Mark Although we do see the authority of Jesus as he heals the blind man, Bartimaeus, Jesus is also giving us something else in this passage. What other ways are we blind? Are we blind to the truth of God's Word? Are we blind to the presence and and power of Jesus Christ in our lives? Are we blind to each other? We cannot sing the songs of hope unless we can see what God has for us. We cannot sing the songs of hope unless with confidence we can know that our Savior lives within us. And with that power, we see the future with different eyes. We cannot sing the songs of hope without eyes that see not only physically, but spiritually. And that's what I believe this story is really about this morning. Let's pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our Redeemer. May these words be your words, O God. For all that I misspeak, may you correct it in our hearing. For all that I fail to speak, may you add it in our understanding. May this be your word, O God, for all of our lives, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you know the name Charlie Boswell? Probably not. It's pretty old Charlie Boswell. Charlie Boswell won the Ben Hogan Award in 1958. Now, the Ben Hogan Award was uh, given, uh, started being given, still given, in the 1950s to an individual who continued to play golf in spite of a handicap or... A, um, or an illness okay now let me give you a few more hints about Charlie Boswell uh, he was blind he was blinded as he was rescuing a fellow soldier during World War II from a tank still nothing okay what about this he was athletic before he went to war when he came back blind he decided to take up another sport so he decided to play golf he was the 18-time winner of the Blind Golf National Championship. Anybody? 18 times national champion. Uh, now, just to, for those of you who may not know golf, um, golf has played over 18 holes. You try to take this stupid little ball and put it in a very small hole. Okay? And typically... The weekend golfer, if they're counting all of their strokes, shoots in the nineties. Um, the pro golfers shoot in the seventies, low seventies, and sometimes in the in the sixties. Charlie shot as a blind person in the low eighties. Absolutely incredible. Now, what's really funny about the story is that Ben Hogan presents the award because it's. His name, he was actually injured in a car wreck in the, in the late 1940s and came back from it and continued to win in golf. Ben Hogan was a legend, winning 64 professional golf tournaments and 10 major championships. Um, probably the top five golfers in, uh, in American history, playing over 40 years of his life. So he's given this award really at kind of the height of his career, to Charlie Boswell. And Charlie says, hey, Ben, you want to play around the golf with me? Ben said, sure, that'd be great. And he says to Mr. Hogan, how about we put some money on it? And Hogan said, oh, come on, Ben. Come on, Charlie. Uh, that wouldn't be fair. And he says, what's the matter, Ben? You're afraid of playing a blind man? Afraid you might get beat? And, of course, Hogan was very competitive, and he said, Okay, all right, so how many strokes do you want me to give you? And Charlie said, None. We'll play straight up. And Hogan said, Are you kidding me, straight up? He said, Okay, how much much per hole? $1,000 a hole. Now Hogan begins to think this is a joke. He goes, Charlie, he said, There's 18 holes. That's a lot of money. This is 1958. And Charlie says, don't worry, Ben. We're teeing off at 12 midnight. (laughs) There are 11 million blind people in the United States today. My guess is all of us are blind spiritually or emotionally in one way or another. I I would even go so far to say that that even the greatest spiritual giants have a blind spot or two. It is an ongoing struggle in our lives to see as Jesus sees, to see Jesus, to see others, to see God's purpose for our lives. It's an ongoing struggle. In the story that Mark tells us, Jesus asks this question. It's an interesting question. (laughs) He knows the man is blind. What do you want me to do for you? He wants Bartimaeus to admit his need. And that really, to me, is the first step of faith. It is to admit our need. To admit who we are, to admit our, our need in life. And so blind Bartimaeus admits his need. And he admits his need in a spiritual way. He, he admits his need in a belief in Jesus. I want you, Rabbi, to make me see. Now, I want to see, says Bartimaeus. Now, what we know here about this story is that Mark is, he's given us a few hints about what the real intent is here. First is the Greek word of uh, Foyos, to to folos, to This translated blind, okay? Blind, right. But folos is from the root word, smoky or to see through smoke, all right? And folos literally doesn't just mean physical blindness, but also emotional blindness and spiritual blindness be used in all three different ways. I think that Mark is using it in all of those ways here. You see this this healing comes at the end of a series of stories. Okay? Jesus shows Peter, James and John his glory in the in the transfiguration on the mount, okay? And he sees he and, and Moses and Elijah. And they, and they fall down and they worship him. And, and then he comes down from the mountain and he says to them, who do you say that I am? And they, he reveals to them, I am the Christ, the son of the living God. Three times he tells the disciples that he is to suffer. And, and then they had this interchange with the Pharisees where they challenge Jesus. They questioned him. And he has to retreat because of a threat against his life. All right. Gone through all of this, and just before the healing of blind Bartimaeus, James and John come to Jesus, and Jesus says to them, what do you want me to do for you? Same question. And James and John say, we want positions of power to be at your right and your left hand. All of this, and they don't get it. I mean, do you hear that? I mean, what, what Jesus, is, Jesus has lived for and tried to teach his disciples is that to follow Jesus, to live for Jesus is a servant's life. It is life of giving ourselves away, of being open to others, of loving and, and providing peace and joy to the world. It's not a, a matter of power. It is a matter of sacrifice. Jesus has shown them again and again and again, and now, James and John, what, what can I do f- for you? Give us power. And so now they're walking on the road, and the blind man is calling out to Jesus. And Jesus says, What can I do for you? What can I do for you? And blind Bartimaeus answers him directly. You can help me see, Lord. You can help me see. So if Jesus were to you the question today, what can I do for you? How would you answer? What would be the answer that you would give Jesus? What can I do for you? If you could get one thing from Jesus today, pay off your mortgage, no takers, Alexis, no takers? Uh, to be really, really successful in my job. No takers? What can I do for you? I think there are three kinds of blindness in this world, other than physical. Three types of spiritual blindness. The, the first is the inability to see Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is with us. He is right in front of us. Um, And yet we are blind to that presence. Now, I know that you're here this morning because hopefully you believe that Jesus is here. And Jesus is a part of this worship service. But when you go out in the parking lot and get in your car, do you believe that Jesus is with you? When somebody cuts you off, and the conversation that you have with that person, is Jesus listening in the back seat? Uh, Did somebody say (laughs) you? I mean, how does our life reflect our belief that Jesus is with us, that we can see with spiritual eyes? Because to see with spiritual eyes is really what opens the door to everything else. If we can, if, if we can begin to see Jesus as present in, in all of our situations, in all of our circumstances, in all of what we're dealing with, we begin to see each other differently. Because I'm guilty, you're probably guilty. There may be some really good people in the room today, but I'm guilty of this. we judge each other on how we look on the surface, don't we? We do. And, and yet, so often, <laughs> that's not who people are. One of the greatest examples of this is Susan Boyle's audition on um, the... Um, America's Got Talent. Yeah, America's Got Talent. There we go, thank you. In 2009. And I've got a clip from that that shows how the hoots and hollers went to cheer's in adoration for 47 years Susan Boyle was seen as one person and in 5 minutes how she was seen was changed forever Jesus asked the what question what can I do for you what would your answer be I want to see Jesus more clearly. I want to see Jesus not only in church, but in every circumstance, in every situation. I want to feel and know the presence of Jesus with me. I want to see see people as you see them, Lord, with, with the eyes that you look upon all of your creation. The third kind of spiritual blindness is being blind to God's purpose for our lives. You know, as I was watching that, the, I dreamed a dream. I, uh, I, it, it struck me that it, it's really God that gives us dreams. It's God that gives us dreams. And, and within embedded within those dreams, we begin to find God's purpose for our lives. In fact, in the Psalm, the Psalmist says that through faith, I will give you the desires of your heart. But what are those desires? They're the desires that God embeds within us, that God gives us when we begin to see the purpose of God's life. And, 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 you know, those dreams that grip us and hold us and, and change us. What do you want me to do for you? said Jesus. Let me see your purpose. Oh Lord, let me see what you, what you have planned for me. Let me see what, how, how you have made me and molded me and, and, and put before me that I might be what you would have me to be. I truly believe that opening ourselves to Christ, that when we do, we see others and ourselves in a whole new light we find the purpose that God has for us as a people of faith, joy, peace, love. (laughs) Not as a people of power, but as a people who make a difference in this world in such a need. An Ontario woman named Rose Crawford had been blind for 50 years when he heard when she heard about a new procedure that might affect her eyes. And so she went to her doctor and asked about the procedure and found out that, in fact, the procedure was and could be, <laughs> could be life-changing for her. And so she had the procedure, and she came out of the procedure and was able to see crystal clear. It was absolutely, she thought, a miracle, but the doctor tried to explain to her that it was just a matter of science. The problem was the procedure had been in place for 20 years. She'd been blind for 30 years because she'd never approached the doctor to say, will you make me well? Jesus said, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And he's waiting for an answer from each of us. What can I do for you, said Jesus? Oh, that I might see you more clearly, dear Lord. Oh, that I might see others without my prejudice. Oh, that I might see your purpose for my life. Let us pray. Lord God, help us in these moments to see clearly. Oh, there are times when we see, and then, and then there's times when we catch ourselves just totally blind to whatever the situation, a person, or, or where you have placed us. Oh, God, help us and give us eyes to see, place within us the desire, the desire for your purpose. May we go from this place under the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit that would send us out, not with physical power, but with spiritual that gives us eyes to see. For I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this message from Stonebridge United Methodist Church. You are invited to worship with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website, mysumc.org. Have a blessed day.